Hi, everybody. I have some exciting news. I am launching a Substack. I know. I keep telling you how I'm not a writer, and I'm still not a writer, but I am going to be writing about reading over on Substack. The Substack is called Unstacked, and you can find it at tracythomas.substack.com. There will be free options every Friday. There'll be a bunch of weekly roundups, announcements, all the shit I'm into. And then if you want to upgrade yourself to the paid subscription, I'm going to have author interviews, bonus episodes, anticipated reads, book pairings, community chats, all sorts of stuff. So, If that sounds like something you'd be into, go to tracythomas.substack.com and join Unstacked. And of course, I've got a special offer for you. If you go to tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10, you get 10% off your first year membership of Unstacked. You have from now until April 4th to redeem. Again, that's tracythomas.substack.com slash the stacks 10 for 10% off Unstacked. Okay, that's enough. Let's listen to this episode. Welcome to The Stacks, a podcast about books. I'm your host, Tracy Thomas, and it's time for another in-depth book discussion on The Stacks Book Club. Nicole Thurman is back this week, and we're talking about Ian Reid's debut book, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. It's a psychological thriller, and there will be all the spoilers. So if you're thinking of reading this book, do not listen to this episode yet. As you know, The Stacks is a free and independent podcast, which basically means we rely on the support of our listeners to ensure great episodes every week. And there are so many ways you can be a part of the success of this podcast. The most direct way is to join the Stacks Pack over on Patreon. Patreon is a website that allows you to be a patron of the arts by contributing as little as a dollar a month. It quite literally helps me keep the show up and running. It funds the website and hosting platforms and other expenses. And in exchange for your generosity, you get perks and inside access to the show, like our virtual book club, where we discuss the Stacks book club picks via video chat. Plus, you get to connect with other fans of the show. So if this sounds like a community you'd like to be a part of, go to patreon.com slash the stacks and join us. If a monthly contribution doesn't work for you, consider one-time contributions at paypal.me slash the stacks pod. Another great way to be a part of making this show happen is by shopping through the links in the show notes. Anytime you purchase on Amazon after clicking one of those links, no matter what you buy, we earn a small commission and it comes at no cost to you. So if you're shopping on Amazon anyway, why not help out the show? The last thing that you can do to help the stacks is subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. All of this helps us to rise in the charts and reach new audiences. Our most recent review comes from Alyssa BC, who says, The Stacks is one of my very favorite podcasts. Every time I hear Tracy's voice, it feels like I'm catching up with an old friend. The interviews are always entertaining, and I end up adding a lot of books to my reading list. I love reading along with the book club, but even the discussions of books I don't and probably won't read are thought-provoking and educational. I can't say enough good things. Keep it up. That was a really nice review. Thank you, Elisa. And for the rest of you, please take a moment and just write that quick review. It really, really helps, I swear. Okay, now it's time for the Stacks Book Club conversation about I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid. Again, there are a ton of spoilers this week. All right, let's go. All right, y'all, we are back again this week with actress, comedian, Nicole Thurman. Hello. We're t- oh, there she is. <laughs> 
We're talking about I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid. It's a thriller, a psychological thriller. It's, I don't even know how to describe the book because I don't, this is not my genre or like world, but it's a psychological thriller about a relationship and the way that we talk about the world. This is probably one of my worst intros ever. So that's awesome because this is actually, this is our 52nd episode. So it means we've been doing this for one whole year. So it's great news that on our one year episode, I have no idea how to talk about the book. (laughs) Hey, thank you for being here. We all lose it after a while, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's been 52 straight weeks. And yeah, so yeah, next week will technically be our one year anniversary. Anyways, no one cares about this part of the story. Okay, Nicole, what did you think of I'm Thinking of Ending Things? Oh my God. I have to be honest, I was not feeling this book. That's okay, me neither. Oh my God. Like, I was really struggling. I was like reading it and I would fall asleep like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, what is wrong with me? I cannot get through it. I remember like in the Kindle or something, it was like page 90. And finally I was like, okay, I'm kind of into this. And it started to like take a turn. Like, I just, yeah, it was a hard read for me. It was a hard read for me. Yeah. I struggled with it. I don't like scary. And it had like, it like made you kind of on edge, but I didn't know what I was scared of. And so after a while, I just was like, oh, there's something to be scared of. Yeah. Like I kind of like it built me up to that place. And then like you go and you're with the family and you're like, oh, someone's going to murder someone in this house. Like, because I totally was like, oh, it's get out. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had so many get out vibes. Yeah. That whole weird thing with like the pig carcasses and stuff. I was like, someone's going to like be eaten by an animal. Like something that's going to happen. Oh my God. I forgot about that when he's talking about the pigs being eaten by maggots. Yeah. That was a lot for me and I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, But then I didn't feel like there was really payoff. No. I felt like also, yeah, it was like you definitely thought, okay, so she's at this house. um, The parents are there. Oh, wait. I should say this. There are spoilers this week. Oh, yeah. So- if you haven't read the book and you think that you're going to and you're this far into the podcast, stop listening, read the book. It's very short. And then come back and listen to us tell you why we didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Or yeah. just listen because you might not be interested anyways. But <laughs> now you know. Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was like, she's at the house. The parents are obviously weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and also the whole thing was weird because it was like she didn't even see the parents for so long right it was like where are the parents why this would never be normal no one would ever think this was okay they would definitely say something about it right and so then the parents finally come and they're like weird and I was like it was the same thing with the get out vibes like the mom just like too smiley yeah and like the dad being like and then her like weird toenail and stuff yeah everything was so and like and she kept saying something about the metallic taste Uh and so I was like oh they're poisoning her like that's gonna happen and that she was like really drunk or something yeah yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, they're poisoning her or like and then it's going to be like they're poisoning her and the next scene's going to be like something crazy happens. But then it was like they just leave the house. They yeah. just like went home. They, went they like take away. a plate of food. They took a plate of food and, and like they gave her they tried to give her lactose, but she's lactose intolerant. And like she was like, you know, like, yeah, like what are we doing here? I was like, What's happening? OK, yeah. so I feel like the only way we can really talk about the rest of the book is mm-hmm. to talk about the ending yeah. because I feel like then we can break down everything else kind of. Yeah. So, and I guess I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think happened in the book? Like, what do you think I the end read, was? I had to read a little bit online. 
sometimes, myself included. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, what is my thought on this? Let me check with the internet and see what they have to say <laughs> about it. Check Amazon reviews. Yes. I was like, what? Um, so what do I think happened at the end? Okay, so also, well, there's a lot. But um, the whole story ended up being that Jake had been writing, like, in a journal. Mm-hmm. This was the story. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was, like, reality was the people talking about how he had killed himself. In, this is what I think. Oh, and yes, then, yes, yes, Right? The like, they're like, oh, did you know? Like, the part yes. that are, the parts the that are, like, italicized. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, did you know? I didn't know. He never looked like he was. Anyway, so that was, uh, that was real. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he had been, like, creating this whole story about this woman and blah, blah, blah. To, like, it was, like, almost like his escape, his way to escape into right. a different world. Right. Um, where he was even a different person and, like, had a woman and, like, had a parents. Right. And so the whole thing was written from his perspective. Um, I feel like uh, when they got to the school, I knew there wasn't another man. I mean, like, I knew, like, I was like, well, Jake's mm. the Jake's the bad guy somehow. Bad guy. But it wasn't even, like, a bad guy situation. Right. Interesting. I thought that there was another man, but I got so confused at the school. I was like, what's happening? I'm like, what? What? Goodbye. Like, everyone, what are we? Yeah. What are we doing here? So, Okay, my understanding was that Jake had multiple personalities. Yes. And that he was writing the story and that she was one of the characters he's created in his mind based off of a person that he met. Yeah. At a bar. Yeah, but then didn't but give his number. Didn't give his number to and then he created this whole story. Yeah. But here's the thing that I don't understand. Were his parents dead? Yes, I think they were. Okay. And so in the story, nothing that we've read besides the stuff in italics actually happened. Right. Nothing. Okay. okay but I think nothing actually happened in, in the story until, and this was another thing. When all of a sudden it started saying we, right. I was like, where are, what's I, happening? I literally went back three times. I was like, I did, did I too. miss a sentence? What did I miss? Am I missing a page? I did too, but it didn't really no. clarify mm-hmm. what was happening. All of a sudden it just started doing that. But yeah, it was like, yeah, because he had dissociative identity disorder i think too like okay. where it's like he just like disassociates from his own body and creates these characters to kind of live the life that he can't and yeah so i i don't even know what your question i just lost your question but yeah i was like that's what's happened nothing else was right real. like so like there was oh. never a trip to visit the parents right there was never they never went to they dairy went to dairy queen there's never a girl with a rash which was like why are we talking about a girl the with a rash. rash and then like the artwork none of that yeah, the artwork in the basement. None of that. <laughs> and also, I, yeah, because I think the only part that was, I mean, even a little bit real would be once he was saying we in the school. But then it wasn't because it was most that was like the woman was running from a man. But mm-hmm. it, I feel like any of the like vi- any violence or anything weird that happened was like him just doing it to himself. To for, himself. Right. Yeah, it well, was really wild. So that's the episode today. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> we didn't understand anything. We didn't get it. Um, so here's the thing that's weird to me. A lot of people, when I announced we were doing the book on the show, and people that I know told me that they loved the book. Yeah. And I don't understand what I think. Okay, this is my this is what I liked about the book. Mm-hmm. I thought that there were some interesting conversations about like ideas. Right like philosophical ideas, like the kissing thing. Like, can Mm -hmm. you be the best kisser? Do you need another person for that? And like, there were ideas like that that Mm -hmm. I thought were interesting, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel like the story was grounded enough to make sense of all of it. Like, like, I don't even know how to even say this, but 
he's the whole book is kind of set up that it's like about thought because that first page is like a thought is more true than anything else because you can't fake a thought right and so I, I my understanding is that the whole setup is that all of this stuff that Jake has created in his mind is more real to him than anything that's actually happening in the world yeah except for that he's mentally ill so none of it's actually real so right. we're set up on this like weird false premise yeah and so it just didn't come together for me yeah like I feel like it had a lot of potential and so that's why I'm like maybe I just didn't get it because people loved the book yeah but I did not get it no I didn't either (laughs) I felt like also what was frustrating about this book was even though those conversations were interesting they it felt like a bottle episode of a tv show you know what a bottle episode Mm -hmm. is it's when it's like the whole episode of a tv show takes place in one room oh and so you're like it's a way for them to like save a little money when they're like running out of money. <laughs> like just a way to do it, like an easy episode of TV. And those could be cool, but the problem for me was it's just like, oh my God, they're just still talking in the car. Why are they still talking in the car? Like it right. felt like they were just like talking, talking, talking. And it felt like um things were getting to a point, but then would never get there. And like it felt like action was about to happen, but then it wouldn't happen. And I don't know if maybe that was part of the point because it was like this person who had never really done anything in their life is like doesn't really know how to create that story in their head of like someone doing something. But I found it. That's why I found until until they finally got to the parents' house. So frustrating. Plus, there was only two characters in a car. And I was like, if it was if it was like something had happened, I think I would have felt differently. But I don't know. And like that. Yeah. The thing about thought. It's like, it's not, it wasn't, it was real to him because it's in his head. But then he said, what if like you tell the story, then it becomes false because then it's like filtered through someone else's brain or something. something. I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah, I thought that part, I just thought that that was what was so, what was so hard for me to get into was I was just like, oh my God, something needs to happen. Like, please mm-hmm. make something happen. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit last week about men writing for women. Yeah. And I felt, I, I, we talked about it in regards to Wally Lamb and you said that he'd done a good job about writing yeah. as a woman. And I, I felt like this book, what was interesting is that Reed kind of handy, like kind of like gave himself an out because mm-hmm. he was writing as a woman, but he was actually writing as a man writing as a woman. Yeah. Cause I felt from the beginning, the woman, I was like, this isn't a real woman. Yeah. Like this feels like a guy writing a woman. Uh huh. And I don't, I don't necessarily know if that's because it was a guy writing a woman like Reed writing the book or if it was because Reed's such a super genius author that he wrote as a man would write a woman. Yeah. But it was kind of just like, I don't, it just like, like as I was reading it, I was like, this is so annoying. Women don't feel this way. Women don't say this kind of stuff. Like, well, I, that's what I felt too, actually, because I felt like there was a lot of times that she was holding back when she could mm-hmm. have said something when anybody would have said right. something. I was like, you're going to tell me that like, I mean, I don't even truly, I can't remember like one specific thing, but like the thing with the parents, with the me. parents, you try to tell me this girl walks into a, pa- a guy's parents house. The parents are just nowhere to be found for so long. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say anything. Maybe I should say something, but I'm not going to say anything. And like, it was, felt like a lot of those moments were like, I should have done this, but I didn't do this. And I should have done that, but I didn't do it. And so I was just like, what, why won't she say something? Because they were, at this point, they were dating. They had been dating long enough for him to go meet, for them to go meet his parents. Right. And I mean, in the book, she says she's thinking of ending things, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, 
so if she's that if she's at that point you'd think she would be comfortable enough to call out the things that she wasn't calling out right and so I felt a lot of that like I was like uh uh-uh, man I wouldn't get away with that with me no, no you but know? I feel like part of that was like this weird guy lens of like this is how women should be like mm-hmm. Jake's idea of like the woman he would be with would like be too demure to say these things yeah but I couldn't I guess my I had a hard time because I couldn't quite tell if it was Jake as the character or Re, Ian Reed as the author. Yeah. Like who was saying this? Like who who are we actually with right now? Yeah, who's taking us yeah, through this? Because like the book kind of just insinuates that like women should not say things. Yeah. Or like that this ideal woman for this person who's obviously like kind of fucked up in the head. So you know, yeah. like maybe that's not the ideal woman, but that she like wouldn't say anything and she would defer to him. And yeah. it's up to him if they stay the night and it's up to him if they stop at Dairy Queen and he yeah. orders for her and yeah. like, all this stuff. And he doesn't tell the parents that she has lack, you know, like yeah, 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 all of that stuff. And she never says anything about it. Yeah, it's funny because I always just assumed it was coming from the author's point of view. Right. But yeah, once you get, and I did see a couple of people that on Amazon reviews saying like, <laughs> saying like, uh, you know, read the book twice. I'm like, I'm not reading that no, book again. No, I'm not doing it. That's again. not happening. I saw that too. It was like, once I finished, I just wanted to start I all said, over again. I was I like, said. once I finished, I was ready to once read I my next book. I said, let's get out of here. Let's go outside yeah. and like have fun and enjoy the world now. Yeah. No, but yeah, because it was like that book was that was a, it was a challenge. But I think like I just um, um, assumed it was from. The author's point of view, which, yeah, it, it, it's really strange because, yeah, I just assumed he was taking us through it. And I thought the same thing where I was like, I I was aware of a man writing from a woman's perspective. Yes. I wasn't necessarily like, ugh, I was annoyed with the woman. Like, I was annoyed just by her demeanor. Like, I was like, you are way too passive and you you don't speak up when you should definitely be speaking right. up. But I didn't, I didn't, I was aware that it was a man writing for a woman. I, that's how I thought of it. And I was just like, oh, I'm not going to try to be patient with it because, like, you know. You want to you want to give this he's a man but he's also a writer he writes right. fiction so you know you want to give him the med- benefit of the doubt but after a while I was just like what is going on with this girl right but it totally makes sense if it's through the Jake character because he doesn't right. know better he doesn't know better so Tawny Newsom who was on the show who's your friend and our friend she I saw her at Flywheel and she was like so I asked Nicole what book you guys were doing and she told me and I picked it up to start reading it. And like I got five pages in and I just could not handle that guy the way he was writing as that woman. It was such bullshit. And I hadn't read the book yet. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I've heard it's kind of a good book. Like, I don't know. Sorry. And then I, as I was reading, I was like, again, Tawny was right. Yeah. Tawny's always right. Yeah. I like texted her. Um, I think it was like a week ago. And I was like, girl, I don't know if I can get through this book. <laughs> like this book is so hard. I keep falling asleep while I'm reading it because this character is just like awful. And she was like, yeah, it's just like this lady just whining. Like yeah. it's annoying. And so I felt that I, I was, yeah, it was like tough to get through because it's a lot of that. And because for me, it's like, you got to take action. For me, it's always like, mm-hmm. I need to see forward movement. I need to see something mm-hmm. physically happening. And mm-hmm. like, it just felt too, it, it felt like too scared to do anything, mm-hmm. which like maybe that's the feeling that we're supposed to be getting from it. A claustrophobic car where they don't, they, mm-hmm. cause he doesn't know anything about the world. So, you know, it makes sense, I guess, but it's like, I don't care. It still yeah. was not really doing anything for me. Yeah. They're just, it didn't. I think I think it must be hard to write a story from the perspective of one person with multiple perspectives, but ultimately rooted in one person because you don't really get to stretch your argument because it's all I don't know. It's like kind of reminds me of that thing like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But if it's all coming from one person, you only know what you know. Yeah. Like he can't 
think from a different perspective, truly. Yes. Like it's all rooted in his one perspective. So like yeah. everything kind of felt limited. Yeah. So he couldn't take he couldn't take them like, you know, to a different store or whatever. Yeah. He, he only goes to the places he knows. He's only right. sitting in the car that he goes to every day. You know, he goes to probably goes to Dairy yeah. Queen. Right. Those girls know him well. He goes right. to the school. He knows the school well. Right. He knows the build the layout of the he architecture. Because he was the janitor. Because he was the janitor. Okay. Yeah, right. I don't know. I it's think. Like, and then he only knows a car. Yeah, he only knows a car. But it's like it, that is really. It's asking a lot of the reader. The reader for me. That to me because I I kept thinking this feels like a bottle episode. Right. But at least in a bottle episode, the characters are like you want to watch them all like interacting in this room. Together. Right. Because it's heightened because they're in a small space versus this, which was like it couldn't be heightened because it was all stemming from one thing. Yeah, like, there wasn't enough variation. Yeah. And it was all stemming, like you said, from one person who knew right. nothing about the world. But so I still don't, so I read someone said, I don't know, someone on Goodreads or something <laughs> said that the parents were dead also. Yeah. The parents were dead. They were. Yeah. Cause they weren't, that wasn't real. Well, right. But right? I thought he just like wrote it. Like, isn't but, he just, isn't all of the stuff that happens in the book. Yeah him like writing a, a story yeah like creating a story yeah so like i why do we think that the parents are dead couldn't the parents just be alive and he's writing about them yeah why were the parents oh because was it when he like because there was a point where there was she at the time we thought it was a woman who mm -hmm. didn't have a name i said can yeah. you give her a name at least you can even jake also my husband's name, name is jake and i kept being like if this is like a, if he's gonna be a psycho i have to stop reading this book because i'm gonna have nightmares and then i'm gonna turn to my husband and be like jake hold me oh my oh god, my god it's jake you. don't kill me don't, don't me. take me to dairy queen jake <laughs> well, i don't know because I, there was a part where she like looks at a picture of two old people mm -hmm. and she's like i recognize them so maybe oh. that was the people that they had died and she recognized them she didn't get it i don't know it's truly like at the end I don't know. And also it was like there was a point where they were at the school and then Jake gets out of the car and runs into the school mm -hmm. and then she runs into the school and the whole time she's like, Jake, Jake. And then she finds his shoes and picks up his shoes and keep running. And like, I was like, girl, Jake is probably going to kill you. Yeah, like, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, because that was when I still thought Jake was a real person and she was a real right. person. I thought maybe the brother was the janitor oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that Jake was like bringing like the twin her to the brother to like eat her or something. Yes. Like, Actually, was, I thought like, that too. The monster I was like, if there is a man, he's related to Jake. Yeah. it's. But then I started being like, there's not a man because she never really saw a man. He's the one that like got freaked out and ran into the abandoned school. Right. Also, that was another thing because it really does ask a lot of you because yeah. it's trying to tell you that if a man say, can we pull off on the side of the road so I can throw away a cup? It's just about 15 minutes down the road. I'm going to throw away this cup. I, Would you ever? I was like, I been, what is I, this? Can you? I'll deal with this later. I said, I just dump it out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Like not the cup. Don't throw the cup away. That's littering. But I'm saying like dump the lemonade the out because he was like, it's going to get sticky. And it's like, honey. But the thing is, you don't need to take a 15 minute detour just to dump out in a, a cup. In a snowstorm, my guy. In a snowstorm, my guy. In a snowstorm driving. I lived in New York long enough. I once went to, do you know who Amos Lee is? He's yeah. a singer. Uh -huh. He's like my fave. Uh -huh. And when my husband and I were first dating, for our first one year anniversary, he was playing like outside of New York City, like an hour outside. And we went to the concert and on our way back, it was like snowing. Uh -huh. And I was so stressed out in the car. Yeah. Like not even like a blizzard, just like snowing. Yeah, yeah. So like if he had been like, let me pull over for, I know this like great abandoned school to with <laughs> trash cans. <laughs> like 
could we just go to the gas station or like could we wait could like, we we're gonna wait? be back in new york city so soon yeah and i bet we can find a trash can and you know what i'll even bring some windex down here and clean out your cup holder yeah we'll I'll make do it, it work we'll make it work I you want to see a demure woman do her job i'm gonna clean for yeah, you, you my like guy yeah like you like this these gender roles i'll yeah. stick with it as long as we can get yes. home yes and that's the thing it was like late at night they had been with the parents all day which is exhausting tomorrow yeah and what was it? He was like in a lab or he something. Was working in a lab, which I guess is like the real murderer, Jake, who also he's not a murderer. He committed suicide. Right. The real Jake was getting his Ph.D. and something. And I maybe had like a mental break, like couldn't hang, couldn't deal with people, got weird. So then he went to work at as a janitor, like in his home area. Yeah. And they said that the people, the people that were like looking at or at, at the scene. Yeah said something about how that would be like torture to be around people as a janitor. I was like, I don't think that way. Just go to work. You sweep up and ignore the people that are around you. Right. That was also like, we're doing too much. Yeah. And also they were saying how like he got really weird at work and was like catatonic and all this stuff. So that was like before he went to be a janitor at the lab. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was, and but maybe also that was the beginning of his breakdown of like maybe right. like the disassociative or like the multiple personality thing. Like right. maybe he was just like Z, like I'm <laughs> I'm out. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for the last three plus years, I have been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel nourished and strong enough to tackle whatever else might come my way. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and a lot more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. The nutritional insurance that AG1 provides has been vital to keeping me productive and focused. It helps me cover my bases in just about the time it takes to fill a glass of water, scoop in one scoop of AG1, and then drink it. So I don't know, 75 seconds? With the perfect mix of vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods, I'm not stuck trying to assemble it all by myself, which would have considerably worse results. AG1 saves me all the time and hassle, and it has made such a difference in my overall mood and especially my gut health, among many other things. But don't take my word for it. Go ahead and try AG1. Let me know what you think. Whether you notice you're needing more nutrient support than you're used to, or you just need an edge for a tough workout, AG1 can be the ticket. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash the stacks. That's drinkag1.com slash the stacks. Check it out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I also feel like this book, not to be too, like, obsessed with how people are perceived in the world, but I do think it kind of should be said that, like, this book does a terrible job of dealing with mental illness. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not – because it's not clear what's going on, and he does – 
Jake becomes a murderer, even though really he's a troubled person who ends up killing himself. Right. But like, it's like, he's the bad, like, it's just the way it lines up and like, it's just so muddy and weird that yeah. it's not, I just didn't, I felt like, I was like, wait, so he's really sick and like, no, like no one's no helping one him. Cares. Like no one ca- Like this is sad. Yeah. And like no one cares. No one's trying to do anything about it. And, yeah. and then in the end, you don't really feel sympathy because you're like, okay, bye bye. We're done. <laughs> like, yeah. Because like literally feel- the book ends. And also that's the other thing is like when that twist comes and you kind of realize what's happening and you're kind of still trying to figure I it out. I still had no idea. Yeah. Then the book is done and you're like, are you kidding? That's it. That's how right. it ends. It ends very abruptly. And yeah, I felt like. Like that too. It was just very odd. I you read more thrillers than me. Is that yeah. common that they end like abruptly like that, or do they normally no. have like a bow? I feel like they have normally have like a bow, which sometimes you don't want. Like sometimes right. you don't want it to just like wrap up and like have that that extra scene like at the end of the movie where the <laughs> the guys like mowing his lawn. They're like, hey, and they're all happy yeah. again. Like, right? But okay. I don't know. I feel like that was like usually there's just that. And I think it would have also been like if it was since it's a thriller, it would have been I don't know if it would have been a, too much of a giveaway or whatever or spoiler alert or whatever. Yeah. But like I feel like there could have been moments where you see I mean, I, I guess you could see signs of mental illness somehow, I guess. But like there is no there was no like where you look back and you're like, oh, my God, like I totally get it. Like this whole time he was this guy and right. it made sense. Right. And now I'm like rewarded for like having those ideas and thinking that maybe what was what was going on. I don't know. It just felt like it was like. All of a sudden, it was like, actually, Jake was the janitor and the girl didn't exist. Okay, bye. You know, it's like, wait, what? (laughs) That's I think that's what I don't like is it's like, I'm here for you to fuck with me. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm here for you to tell me all sorts of crazy shit and for me to be like, oh, it was it was the janitor all along. Right. But like, you need to leave me some breadcrumbs. There needs to I feel that I need to be able to figure something out when I get to the end of the book, even if I missed it. Yeah. You know, like, for example, when you talk about like the usual suspects, mm-hmm. I have never seen that movie. That's not true. <laughs> I've seen parts of that movie, but never the whole thing. Okay. But I remember when I was a kid and it came out, my dad in the beginning was like, that's the bad guy. Oh my God. And like for whatever reason, he was able to figure it out. So like mm-hmm. by the time it got to the end of the movie, he's like, I told you like that's the bad guy. Yeah. And like, I think that you need that in I a think thriller. So too. I think that if it's literally just like, this is a red shirt. This is a red shirt. This is a red shirt. And then you get to the end. It's like, psych, you're colorblind. It's blue. You're like, okay. And then they throw it in laundry. And yeah. You're done. You're yeah. like, okay, what? Like, what? Like, yeah. if I, I think like as a reader and as a person consuming like psychological thriller, I want to know at least when I get to the end, what I missed. I completely agree. And for this, it was just like, wait, so none of it was real. And that's like kind of like a cop out to me. Yeah. I felt like the same thing. Like, I feel like, you have to give me like little clues. And so mm-hmm. then you can be excited by it. Right. Cause then I can be like, Oh, is it, the, is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, like, what? Uh, uh, like even if they said something like, you know, he's like, didn't take the pill. He put it down or whatever. Then you're like, wait, somebody like, right. Oh, maybe he like imagines it, whatever it is. Because I think like, cause I'm thinking back to the parents, the parents seem like if anything, if anyone was trying to give us anything, it'd be the parents, but I don't remember them doing anything that was like, right. And the art didn't really make sense. Like when she went into the basement and there was like, an easel and like art and then she painted something for the woman oh yeah and she the, gave it to her to open when it she was, was like alone. a picture of jake yeah and it was like but it was her or something yeah, i was like what yeah that whole every that kind of stuff it was like yeah what was i don't know what the art could have even meant i have no right. idea like yeah and then the dad he he pulled her aside and was like 
you're good for him. You know, I like, mean, that makes sense. Thanks for what you're doing for him or something. Well, that makes sense. I guess now if you think about it, like Jake was writing that the whole time. But right. But it wasn't it didn't give us the clue. It didn't give us any like morsels. And that was the thing because I was like, oh, thank God they're at the parents house because we need them to be somewhere else. We need them to be with other people because mm-hmm. the two of them in a dang car, her whining and him <laughs> being like didactic or yeah. whatever. It's like, I'm bored. Get yeah. me out of this car. And so I was excited for that. But then I felt like it just didn't. It didn't give us anything that we that and that could have been like a reason a way yeah. of getting that like just a little something to yeah. try like yeah because I want to be I was always like thinking like what's coming next what's coming next but there was nothing for me to latch on to really there weren't enough clues I guess yeah so in my sleuthing on the internet of other people's opinions about the book mm-hmm. somebody said that the girl mm-hmm. the woman could have also been killed as a child in her bed. Do you remember that part at the beginning where it's like, I had this weird like dream and I woke up and there was a guy sitting outside my door and he like was just standing there. So I, and obviously I read this on the internet and I'm trying to make sense of it, but maybe it's true. So let's see (laughs) that that guy was Jake like at another time and he killed the little girl with the polka dot shirt that had the blood on it. Yeah. And so he created this story about her her like running into her in a future oh, and like, like giving her the number and like what she would be like and who yeah. she would be and that's why the janitor like had the cloth the polka dot cloth with uh-huh. the blood stain and she recognized and she it. recognized it yeah literally that idea is lovely <laughs> it's not really rooted in anything any more than any of the other ideas are but i was like whoa how did you get there that just reminded me of yeah all yeah that would that would be cool. I mean, that would be cool if that was what happened because, I mean, that would make sense also. And then he creates like this whole world where she went on to live and, you know, be a right. normal person. But also that was another, that you just reminded me of like the phone calls that I was she just was gonna, getting. I was just grabbing my the book to s- yeah. read it out loud. This is so throughout the book, the lady, unnamed woman, unnamed woman. gets these phone calls. And this is what yeah. the phone person says, the caller says. There's only one question to resolve. I'm scared. I feel a little crazy. I'm not lucid. The assumptions are right. I can feel my fear growing. Now is the time for the answer. Just one question, one question to answer. And the person said that to them over and over. And then at one point, oh, and the call comes from her phone number, mm-hmm. which I guess was our clue that it was Jake because they started when Jake started oh yeah but you'd have to know that Jake's phone number was her phone number yeah you'd have (laughs) to know that and so then so then the next time there's like a one time where then after saying just one question just one question to answer they say now I'm going to say something that will upset you I know what you look like I know your feet and hands and your skin I know your head and your hair and your heart you shouldn't bite your nails it's very odd, but also what you just said with the um, caller being like, I'm loose. I'm not lucid. The right. answer's here. I'm not well or whatever he was yeah. saying. But like that kind of stuff is like, oh, okay. That's one of those when you read it over again, then you're like, oh, well, that's like a little right. clue um, that we would never have caught. Though. Right. I just saw something out the corner of my eye, but there's literally nothing there. I'm sorry. It's Jake. There's Jake's in the room. He's a ghost. <laughs> He's here, but it's actually me. I'm the ghost. You're okay. actually Jake. We're all um, Jake. Well, Jake is God. us. Um, but yeah, like that part, I'm like, okay, now I can't, now I get that more because I, I felt like between hearing about the caller, the man staring at the little girl in bed mm-hmm. and then like the nail biting and all of that stuff, 
that seems so far removed from like the middle section where they're just like driving and talking. Right. And then the parents like you by that time, you kind of you don't know what the caller or anything really had. to. In my opinion, you don't know what they had to do with anything like you're like, oh, but that's just something that. But now it makes, I guess, more sense when you read it back. But you shouldn't have to read it. But I also back, don't right? feel like it makes more sense to me. I don't. Maybe I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't get it. But I don't feel like I understand anymore who the caller what is. What if the caller is like a therapist? I'm thinking now. Because like, what if the caller is like, you're not lucid. You're not well. But you, is, the, you know? is the caller has Jake's number? Is there, he is also his own therapist? Well, it's like when you're dreaming and like you see something, but you can't think about what it is because, or you can't really see it because you only know so many things. I don't know. Right. I'm literally giving Jake a lot of benefit of the doubt right. here. And then like, also is Jake like a woman hater? Cause he wants to kill this woman part of himself. I don't know. I, I just, Probably. I think that there were just so many questions and I didn't have any answers in the book. Yeah. Like I don't have any sense of resolve after reading it, which is a weird feeling. Yeah. I felt like, I don't know if it's just that, I don't know what it is, but I felt the same way where it feels very abrupt. Like I truly was like, wait, that's the end. And mm -hmm. not like in that cool way. One of those, it's one of those like, oh, I'm actually like, I cannot believe that they just did that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that he just did that. But yeah, it was it was it was really strange. It is hard to figure out. I was like reading some review of it where I think it was like New York Times or something where it said like the red herrings uh all kind of like come together. Like when you're watching the sixth sense, like mm -hmm. you're like, Oh my god, like right. now I get it. And you can think about it after seeing it, but you don't have to go back and watch the dang movie to understand right. what happened. You're like, Oh my god, like now I'm thinking about it. Yes. But I felt like with this book I wasn't like that. Just like how we're talking right. about the like, call or no. Yeah, like, nothing made sense to me at the end it didn't feel like that the it didn't feel like the 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 ends that we had been you know playing with at the beginning right tied up tied in Do, mm -hmm. have you read and or seen gone girl yes okay this might be a spoiler so if you haven't just stop listening for a second gone girl does a great job of putting a twist in with amy like because she's not actually dead yeah but the way that why it's so great is because the whole first part of the book you believe one thing and then there's a twist and then there's a whole rest of the book to explain everything. Yeah. Like this book would be like if Gone Girl just ended and it was like, I'm not actually dead. The end. <laughs> like the fuck you are, You'd bitch. Like, like you, as far me. as I care, you are dead. Like <laughs> the only information I have is that you exist. So like you could have say any, like, it's just like he could have said anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, you really like you. You we could have dealt. We could have we could have gotten some more. We like yeah. yeah we're like well, okay. So now we got the twist. Now we now, get like, it. We're on we board. Have a, a little denouement. Yeah, as they say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was say. very odd. Yeah, it was frustrating. Well, let's talk about the actual way that this book exists slash looks in the world. The titles I'm thinking of ending things, which I think is fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have any feelings about the title. It's catchy. It's catchy. It's uh, it makes you. It's intriguing, and I also did like how they sprinkled it in where it could be like I'm thinking of ending things in the relationship uh -huh. versus I'm thinking of killing myself. Right. Like, I kind of like that. I was yeah. like, I like that little play on words. Yeah, it feels really ambiguous, and mm -hmm. it's like uh -huh. it, I liked it. Um, also, though, how funny is it to to me now thinking about it? I'm thinking of ending things. Is the same thing as like I should open the door, but I didn't open yeah. the door. I should say something, but I didn't say something. Right. Like the whole everything about it was like you should take action, but you don't take action. Right. <laughs> so maybe it's more apt than even I'm giving it credit for. I know. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, oh, okay, okay, like, all right. I see yeah, what you did I there, Ian. Yeah. What about the cover? 
I know I like you read it. it on Kindle. Did I you read have it on Kindle cover? and I did not have the same cover, oh. I don't think. But I like it. Um, it's spooky. It's, it is very spooky. Because it's, it's scarier like this, than the book. It is because it's like it feels like very like final with the car being covered in snow. Like imagining that they like got there when the car was obviously not like that. And then they were there long enough that the car just gets covered in snow and everything gets like buried. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little freaky. It's Pretty super cool. spooky, spooky. And I feel like the cover and the title really feel suicide to me. Yeah. Like that. It's like this person drove to this place and then they died and then their car was left there and got snow on it and yeah. whatever, even though the book didn't feel as suicide to me in the yeah. end, kind of like we were talking about, it kind of feels like he's like the murderer and not necessarily. That's interesting because I didn't think of him as the murderer. But maybe I, I feel like I might have missed it like a little step, but it's like I feel like in the end, like murdering to, was like he it was like he killed himself. Like mm-hmm. it just felt like a killing of himself. Right. Suicide. But it was like he was chasing her. Yeah. That's what we were led to believe. So it felt like when she died, she had been killed. Oh, yeah, she had been so killed. So like by I him. felt like it was more of a murder yeah, than yeah, a yeah, suicide. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But that just was my reading of it, even though I understand like intellectually <gasps> that it's a suicide because yeah. like he killed himself. Killed his other but it felt more like looking at the book, I thought this was going to be a book, a psychological thriller about someone debating killing themselves. Yeah. Not a psychological thriller about someone with multiple personalities who essentially in their mind killed another person. Yeah. Because like in Jake's mind, Jake killed the lady. Yeah. Or I guess not even in his mind, in Jake's writing about. Because he wrote that's his journal. Yeah. In his journal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was going to be much more about suicide too, especially because. I mean, just the way it's presented at the very yeah. beginning is like this guy is kind of lost. Uh, and then you kind of clipped, you keep clipping back between right. the people talking about the guy who's dead and then the guy and the woman having a conversation. Okay, wait, I have just a whole different idea that I just want to throw out there. What? Is there a possibility that that in his journal notebook, whatever, he writes this whole story, but that actually in the real world, they just find him like dead because he would have had to written this whole thing and then gone and killed himself. Yeah, but I think he could do that because he's getting rid of all of the personalities in his mind and then he's getting rid of himself. And did they find the journal right next to him? Yeah. Okay. 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 So he did. He like wrote it, got to the end and then killed himself. I think so. Okay. Okay. But I don't think the journal is in his mind. I think it was real. But I feel like at some point they said something like it was like not very like it was kind of nonsensical. But I don't know. I don't remember if that's exactly true. This shit was nonsensical. So Um, nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Do you think this would make a good movie or TV show or TV series? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, but like I said, I'm telling you, it was just, I felt like the beginning, everything was just such a slog, like kind of slow. And so I don't know, maybe it'd be more interesting to watch people playing it out, but it's like a tough sell. Like two people are sitting in a car and talking for a really long time. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I actually think it might be better to be seen. Yeah. But I don't know how you make it to make sense. Like, do you just cast two people who look just like each other? Like for, uh, for Jake and the girl? Because remember, there's lots of times where she's like, oh, that's me in the picture. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it looks just like me. Yeah. Well, they can yeah look like siblings or something. So you know yeah. that there's like they look very eerily similar. But 
what movie or like or the TV show House on Haunted Hill or something? Everybody in that show looks exactly the same. They're all brunette white people. <laughs> and oh. I was like, what is this? I think there was a reason for it, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it was that would be. I mean, I, yeah, I think it would, I think it could work. It would probably be more, maybe more interesting. I mean, you could definitely make it really suspenseful. This yeah. book didn't lack suspense. That's for sure. Like yeah. it was always like, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah. Which I'm sure that's hard to do as a writer, like to keep people like not sure for so long. Yeah. I always, that's why I like reading thrillers. I think, cause I always love those moments at the end of a chapter where you're like about to go to bed and then you're like, Oh, what's next? And you're like, I gotta turn the page. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, do you have any people that you think might be good in this for like actors? Yeah. Oh, man. You know who's so good? Oh, actually, he would probably be really good. You know Penn Badgley? Do you yeah. know him? From you yes. and Gossip Girl. I actually had him on my list too. You did? I did. Because now I'm thinking about it. Like, for some reason, that's like who instantly popped up because he has that. I mean, it's kind of the same character in you in a way where he's like this loner, weirdo. Right. Yeah, it's like mental issues. And yeah, there's like a fixation on a woman in a weird way. And right. he's, he's so like, dem, not demure that I don't think he's demure, but he has this like peaceful vibe about right. him. A very like, I'm, I'm like sciencey, like simple vibe. Mm -hmm. That would be good. I kind of, okay, here's someone that I thought of, but I think maybe is too old and like maybe too hot in a weird way <laughs> is Adam Driver. I love Adam. I love Adam Driver. Oh, he's a really good that. actor and he's kind of a little bit scary, but also kind of a little bit weird Yeah, where like I could maybe get into being like, you could be smart. You could also be kind of dangerous. You could also make me feel confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like we could feel sad for you because it's like, I could see him like playing a janitor at the end. Like, yeah. Cause I don't know. Would they show Jake as a janitor? Probably they'd probably show it in the movie I feel like right. they'd have to like just like a little clip of him like mopping or something and like looking yeah like looking sad <laughs> looking sad like oh this is my life um but <laughs> well no the cover of the like movie would be like a mop like on yeah. the ground with like water and blood like yeah. going you know like spilling oh away down God. the hallway the linoleum floor no, he'd be great because he has that like dark um energy like something is there's something there that's like yeah. unspoken. You don't know what it is, but it's like something gives yeah. you the creeps. Yeah. And then my other guy that I thought of was Miles Teller. Do you know who oh, that yeah. is? Because he's also weird. Yeah, he is weird. He's got weird vibes where you're like, I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't yeah, feel comfortable yeah. with you. Yeah. Something's off. Yeah. <laughs> Something's off with you. And I like that when you're like, because you're like at the beginning, you're like, I'm they're charming, but right. something is off. You always feel like something's off with Jake because it's like she's talking about like how he's great, but like he's kind of weird and like their conversation is kind of weird. And like, yeah, he's talking about like being like a crossword puzzle person or something. Yeah. Like some like weird ass shit that you're like, what yeah. kind of pickup line is that, my G? Yeah. And it's like he's not really putting anything into the relationship. And so you're just like he's kind of like disconnected and awkward. Totally. Now I'm thinking though, because I know you're gonna ask me, um, women, and I'm like, oh, I had a hard time. No, but that's probably because of how maybe because of how it's written. Yeah, I had a hard time. I like how you were talking about looking alike. Though. I know I, that just dawned on me. So when I came up with women, I didn't really think of women that looked like them. Well, okay, a woman who I love, who I feel like could be really good, but is too old for sure, is Rashida Jones. <laughs> oh, because she kind of also has that unclear energy about her yeah like she's kind of like amazing and lovable but also kind of cold sometimes like yeah. I don't know and I also just love her she's like my favorite actress oh that's so funny it's such a specific actress I feel like to have as a favorite I mean I, mean, I, I like just her. really like her yeah no she's great and um, her sister dated Tupac oh uh, what yeah that's hilarious yeah and she also has that energy where she's like um 
strong, but but could be quiet. Could be quiet. Like she could and just we're like be for on a quiet screen. Woman for yeah. the woman's we're part. looking for like a really strong, like stereotypical yeah. woman who won't say anything at all and just like kind of sit yeah. there and like let us do crazy shit. We want her to just like be thinking about having opinions and right. not having them. But I feel like what I like about Rashida Jones is that she has a good presence, yeah. even when she's not talking. That's what I think. So like too. she has an inner life as an actress, right? Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. some actresses, it's like when they're not talking, you're literally like, oh, there's a dead body. They're gone. Like yeah. that person's in a coma. <laughs> what about? Yeah, that would be good. I also thought of the girl from. Um, she was on that show, Brothers and Sisters, and then she was on Nashville. Emily Van Vandcamp. Van Van Camp. I don't know if I know who that is. Nashville. Do you remember that? I know show? Nashville. She's the lead. I never girl. watched. Though. With all the pretty hair. Emily Van Camp. Am- Emily Van Camp. Okay. She what, what kind of hair, color hair does she have? Blondish, brownish, white <laughs> hair. Because I have for some reason I'm imagining now. What thing is because you said they look alike, like dark hair. No, no, no. I didn't I didn't plan for them to look alike. <laughs> she's pretty. She's smart though. Oh yeah, her. Oh, she would be good. Because she's that's also, actually a good vibe. She's kind of got a suspensey vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have any idea who I would pick. Yeah, it'd have to be somebody that kind of has that like they're like weak, but I mean, like not weak, but like they could be more demure and then, but yeah. they're also, they have like a good strength to them, like an yeah, inner strength. Yeah, like a lot She's going good. on behind the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking, is there anything else that we have to say about this book? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about this book? No. Do you ask me if I would recommend it to anybody? Because I would not. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I really don't. I just think it takes a lot of patience and then it takes a lot of patience without payoff, which is frustrating. Right. I would not recommend this book to anybody. Yeah. But. If anybody's coming to me for a thriller recommendation, they need help because this is not the right place to go. Why don't you just don't like you're not a thriller person? I don't like to be scared. I don't mind yeah. a psychological thriller, but I don't like to be like scared to go to sleep and I don't like nightmares. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why. I've always been like a scary movie book person. No. Like I'll watch that stuff. Like I'll watch like murder documentaries before bed. Like I just like I don't it doesn't matter. Murder really mess documentary, with me. not so scary. It doesn't Fictional mess with you. murder, scary. Because they build the suspense or something. Mm-hmm. Instead of just recounting what happened. I don't know. I love true crime. Like, I have zero problem with true crime. Yeah. I love a cult. I love a murder. I love a revenge murder. I love all that stuff. Yeah. And I read a lot of nonfiction, and I like a documentary. But I think the fictionalized part of it, I just, for whatever reason, I'm more scared. I think that makes sense. It creates more of an image in your head. Yeah. Because you, it's just like when we were talking about the Hunger Games. I can't remember Mm -hmm. if that's on the last one or this one. But, like... Where you create your image is so strong mm-hmm. because it's because it's just on the page and you get to create it that yeah. it makes it so like it can be so visceral I'm sure I'm sure or like something like that so yeah maybe, maybe you're just like uh uh-uh. yeah I don't know I'm just not into it yeah fair well anyways thank you for reading this book with me mm-hmm. I'm glad that we read it we've never done thriller on this show That's so, so cool. I'm glad that we did it but I would recommend it mm-hmm. however. There are a lot of people who love this book. Yeah, Amazon's blowing up about people it. People are really into it. Yeah, even like book critics that I'm I'm like I'm reading articles and I was like, okay, now I did not have the same opinion. I had a I different not, opinion. I had a different opinion. Yeah. So if you're on the fence after hearing us tell you everything about the book, you could get it. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. up to you. Live your life. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're your own person. All right. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the stacks. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Yay. And you guys, thank you for listening and we will see you in the stacks. Thank you all so much for listening today. And thank you to Nicole Thurman for being our wonderful guest. For more from the stacks, follow us on social media at the stacks pod on Instagram and at the stacks pod underscore on Twitter. 
and check out our website, thestackspodcast.com. To join the Stacks Pack and get inside access to this show and perks like our virtual book club, go to patreon.com slash thestacks to join the fun. For one-time contributions, you can go to paypal.me slash thestackspod. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Our graphic designer is Robin McCrite, and our theme music comes from Tagirajis. This show was created and produced by me, Tracy Thomas, and I will